ever live cast of excerpts from aesthetical sermons. So, uh, I think I should begin by saying that if it, if it sounds like our live audience is somewhat non-existent, it's uh, because it nearly is. Uh, a woman from my wife Leanne's painting class did in fact buy a ticket, but uh, at the last minute she had to give her ticket to a guest that is uh, staying with her. Uh, a French foreign exchange student, actually, because she needed to... Uh, Go to the shop to update her car's registration sticker or something. Which is reasonable. So, uh, instead we have here with us, uh, Bridget? No, Brigitte. Uh, Brigitte? Brigitte. 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 Tourists was never one to shy away from a small congregation. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, uh, during his tenure as chief zealot for the Congregation for Aesthetical Philosophy, he spoke on a number of occasions to completely empty houses. So, uh, we would be remiss if we were to take offense at such an abysmal turnout. Uh, I chose for this week's clip... A somewhat simple line of argumentation from a sermon entitled On Worlds. Hmm. It's uh, some chewing, eh? Anyway, uh, Juris uh, never really believed in an afterlife, insisting that it was a mere escapism practiced by those too lazy to tend to their own gardens. But in his sermon, he... He briefly addresses what he feels heaven might be like if it did in fact exist. So with our audience audibly uh, champing at the bit, uh, let's jump in and hear a clip from this week's Sermon on Worlds. I am frequently asked by those seeking inspiration about what sort of landscapes I believe heaven and hell to be. The simplest answer would be to describe them as metaphysics has always painted them. The sewers for that wonderful fluid called life that the spigot of nature pours upon the earth. A tawdry collection of human souls celebrating themselves in a monochromatic zone of cloud and air. But this answer is often unsatisfactory to those unfortunate creatures incapable of imagining the afterlife on their own. And so I psychically transport myself for them, describing every detail along the way. There would be in heaven, nay, must be, a great mountainside covered in conquering pine, and where the tips of their 
road to reach the sky, you would espy an owl or some great raptor breeding herself with a great hooked beak. And I would travel through those woods, smelling the various odors by disrupted footsteps conjured from the soil. And I would love those odors. And so would the great hooved beasts that roam the wood. And those great hooved beasts would love me. And I would come across very few humans. Or it would not be heaven otherwise. But perhaps a grumpy father, who would reluctantly direct me through his neighboring shield were I to become lost. And there would be a storyteller whose tedious narratives would sour the mood, but who would take delight in my mockery of a brown goose that follows him about. And that goose would bite me mercilessly until I gave it sweet morsels to enjoy. Then the three of us would venture to a precipitous gorge where violent rapids roared and dreamy many-legged insects filled the air with carefree curiosity. And I would toss and turn upon the bank of that river, the victim of a fever whose only origin was my own disbelief. <clears throat> well, some compelling visuals, eh? It's interesting because uh, there is a certain simplicity to Joyce's imagined afterlife. I mean, uh, there aren't any frills or anything, no uh, angelic music or buffets or whatever people dream about these days. Uh, actually, it, it, it almost sounds like his heaven is uh, somewhat tedious. Uh, I mean, I, I find myself asking how much different his hell would be. Uh, the same, but with uh, irritable people around and, and no birds. Why, that almost sounds like my wife's paradise. I don't exactly know what her problem with birds is, but, uh... Anyway, uh... I had promised some question and answer with our audience, but... I'm almost certain that nearly everything we're saying is going right over Brigitte. Brigitte! Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that that's the only word she understands. So, uh, on that uh, disappointing note, we conclude our first live cast. Join us next week for, I don't know, an evaluation on the sustainability of this project. <clears throat> uh, thank you, Carol, for your delicious crudite. It would seem our guest can really vacuum it up. 
How unflattering. Well, until next time, in the words of the Chief Zealot, drink nectar and go penniless into the crowd. Thank you.